My name is Michael A. Sherlock, and this is the introductory episode of the podcast I'm launching, The Brainwashing Machine. Now, the reason for the podcast is I'm writing a book currently called Religion, The Brainwashing Machine, and I'm reaching out to authors, experts, academics in the fields relevant for uh, areas of research for the book. Now, the book will contain three main parts. So part one will be defining and discussing the social and psychological strategies religions employ to gain and maintain membership. Part two will provide examples of the numerous pitfalls with the outcome of the employment of these strategies and of religious and mindless adherence to ideologies in general. Uh, And that's the violence we see that is the unthinking acceptance of doctrines that are not only harmful, but at the very least incorrect in terms of our knowledge presently. Uh, And part three of the book will provide keys to vaccinate or inoculate minds against such brainwashing. I'll begin by introducing myself. I'm an atheist, I'm an author, I have a BA in sociology and political science and a master's degree in studies in religion. And I first became interested in writing about religion when I was doing some social anthropology courses uh, uh, in the course of my sociology degree. And I became very interested in ancient comparative mythology and looking at a lot of the comparative myths that exist within uh, Christianity, particularly in Judaism uh, and those major Abrahamic faiths. Uh, And then I moved on to become, I guess, a little bit more interested in the social and psychological aspects of religion and the outcomes, uh, which are quite frequently uh, detrimental to our species. And so that's the reason why I am, I guess, an outspoken atheist is because religion does, in fact, poison everything. And there is an argument to be made, well, a lot of good can come from religion, but to circumvent that argument, all you need to do is bring up evolution, and evolution contains a much better explanation for why we as a species cooperate, why we have norms of reciprocity that help us to be a more cohesive species. And religion is one of those aspects that causes division more than it causes unity. It causes tribalism. It causes so much mayhem on this planet. And there is a tome of historical evidence for this. And current affairs even reveal this. Um, So that's why I'm an outspoken atheist. And that's why I write what I write. Now, a key topic I'll be writing about in my upcoming book, Religion, the Brainwashing Machine, is indoctrination. Not just childhood indoctrination, but also adult indoctrination. And these are areas that I wrote about throughout my master's degree in studies in religion. Now, with regards to childhood indoctrination, I think most people would agree that is the primary means by which religion spreads and religion is maintained. If you think about the human mind as being an organic computer, that software can be uploaded that it can be programmed, and that even software can be deleted, although in the case of the organic computer, the mind, it's a lot harder to delete uh, programs that have been there for a long time. So it's a very painful process for a person who has an investment in a belief to shed that belief. And for that reason, we see that religion still thrives in this age of information where we've, we've disproven most of the doctrines, yet we still maintain religion as one of, I guess, a sacred institution in society. And there are a lot of number of other reasons for that as well. However, getting back to indoctrination, 
childhood indoctrination would be the primary means by which religion is spread. And of childhood indoctrination, the great uh, 19th century German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer said, If in early childhood certain fundamental views and doctrines are paraded with unusual solemnity and an air of the greatest earnestness never before visible in anything else, if at the same time the possibility of a doubt about them be completely passed over or touched upon only to indicate that doubt is the first step to eternal perdition or damnation, the resulting impression will be so deep that, as a rule, that is, in almost every case, doubt about them will be almost as impossible as doubt about one's own existence. For anyone who's suffered the intolerable experience of trying to debate a deeply religious person, um, that certainty will be something that comes through all the time as a theme um, in the discussions. And of that, Will Durant uh, once said that intolerance is the natural concomitant of a strong faith. Tolerance grows only when faith loses certainty. Certainty is murderous. Now, we see this in ISIS. We see this in the blasphemy laws in Pakistan. Uh, we see this in the religious fervor of extremists. Um, this is one of the primary dangers of religion is that it fosters this level of certainty. And this level of certainty is a source of intolerance, bigotry, hatred, murder. It is something that needs to be combated. It is a disease in the human mind that I would say there's a strong argument for it, that it's rooted in fear, not just the fear of death, but the fear of uncertainty as well. And religion provides that certainty for a lot of people who essentially are, are cognitively lazy, who are living in fear of being independently minded, living in fear of not having the answers when it's perfectly reasonable to not have the answers in a, in a lot of aspects in life. Now, in terms of this podcast, I'll be doing one show per month only, and the reason for that is quite a lot of research needs to go into each guest. Um, so I'll be reading their works, reading works surrounding topics they touch on that are relevant to the book I'm writing. So yeah, quite a lot of research will go into this podcast. Um, I've, I love research. I, it fuels me. I, I just can't get enough reading and research I just I love it and so that's what this podcast is primarily going to be focused on is researching these areas of um, social psychology theology and all of the relevant aspects that will go into creating a book that hopefully uh, can help inoculate and vaccinate some minds at least from the brainwashing that religions and cults thrive on so I've got three guests lined up, so three months' worth of guests are already lined up and ready to go. June's guest is uh, David Madison, who has a PhD in Biblical Studies. He's a former Christian minister turned atheist, um, so he's going to be a great source of information in terms of looking at the Bible, and also uh, from a subjective point of view, uh, which this book will contain as well, um, getting his narrative of his journey out of religion. Um, which will be extremely important to the book as well. Now, July's guest is the uh, famous ex-Muslim Yasmi Muhammad. Uh, she's a Canadian human rights activist, founder of Free Hearts and Minds, and the author of a memoir called From Al-Qaeda to Atheism. I believe she's in the process of writing that now. 
Um, now, I've been friends with Yasmin for a number of years now, and she's fantastic. Um, of Yasmin, uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali said, uh, Yasmin is one of the bravest people of our time. She's a shining example to all of us, and I couldn't agree more. And August's guest uh, will be the great uh, Ali A. Rizvi, also another Canadian ex-Muslim. Um, he's the author of The Atheist Muslim, and he's also uh, one of the founders of the Secular Jihadists, um, which I'll eventually go on. I'll get there, Ali, don't worry. Um, so he's received high praise from, you know, notable public figures, Dawkins, um, you know, Pinker, um, many others. Um, so I'm really excited to have these guests on. Um, again, with these guests, there'll be, there'll be two main aspects to the interviews. And that is obviously discussing their work, which will be vital for my research as well, but also their personal narratives because they've all come from religion and they're now atheists. They're, um, they've woken up, so to speak. And I, I think with religion, other people get you into religion, generally speaking. Other people get you into religion, but it's you yourself that have to get yourself out of it at the end of the day. And that's that painful process. Now, um, I've got uh, a fundraiser going to fund equipment so I can pick up the quality of this because at the moment obviously there's quite low quality and I apologize but it's also going to be more information based this podcast so I'm more concerned with content rather than style to be honest. If you want to support the podcast there's two ways you can do it. You can contribute to the fundraiser that I've got going that's to purchase equipment so I can lift up the quality. Um, but to be honest, I'm more concerned with content rather than style. Um, so there won't be lots of bells and whistles, but I, I do want it to be audible. I want it to be clear so that people can actually enjoy listening to it and get the information from it clearly. Um, so you can contribute to that fundraiser and then you'll get immediate access to episodes as they're released or you can become a personal patron of mine and for a dollar a month uh, i'll give you immediate access to the episodes as well but if you don't have those funds eventually i will be publishing these uh, episodes on youtube for free for everyone okay so i'll wrap it up here i hope you get something out of the podcast i'm not that much of a, a speaker although i have spoken at public events and universities and so forth. And I've just recently been invited to come and speak at Cambridge University on um, civil liberties and human rights with regards to atheism around the world. But at the same time, I'd say I'm more of a uh, author than a speaker, but practice makes perfect. I'll do my best to get better and I'll do my best to provide you with a quality podcast that you can get good information from. All right, so take it easy. <laughs>